I take you to be my lawfully wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, to death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and thereto I pledge thee my faith. Hello. Welcome to Conversations with Katie. Emily, welcome back to the Conversations with Katie podcast and or YouTube channel. If you're watching this, welcome back, cousin. If you are new and the table is not breaking, um, welcome. I promise you this might get so loud that you're going to be embarrassed if you're in public and you don't have headsets in. And if you do have headsets in, please lower the volume. You will thank me later. But I, I really think that this series is going to humble me, y'all. I said this in the introduction, which I filmed on the same day as this. Um, but I said this in the introduction and I feel like people will literally like laugh when I say that. But I honestly believe that this series is going to humble me. And that if you let it, it would also humble you. This is a series called Save the Date. It is really unpacking the marriage vows and what they really mean for young people who are, I just want to check if I connected my lapel mic, but yeah, it's for young people who are looking to get married um, or those who are preparing for marriage right now, for those who are really in the wait and really just want to grow closer to God and really want, you know, um, we, I feel like as youths, uh, like when you become older, when you're in your mid twenties, going to late twenties, going to thirties, you start thinking, okay, God, what should I be doing with my life? Like, what if I never get married? What if I do get married? How do I prepare for that? One of the things God has said to me, and I mean, for me, marriage is neither here nor there. Honestly, I have an episode on my podcast that's called You Don't Deserve Marriage. And it's not even a demeaning thing. It's just to say everybody's not going to get married. So just because you can cook, clean, um, look nice and, you know, keep a home doesn't mean you deserve marriage. Marriage is not a reward that can be deserved at any point. It is just a gift that God gives just as singleness is a gift. Can we talk about that? Singleness is a gift. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever done a series on singleness. I think I should. Um, maybe after this one, I will do a series on singleness because singleness, singleness is legit a gift. It is such a precious thing that we take for granted, mainly because society has told us that marriage is the goal, but I can tell you for a fact, marriage is not the goal. Salvation is, marriage with Jesus is, you know, living out your purpose on this earth is. If you do get married, that should be a tool. You know, it should be a me um a means to an end. Yeah, it should be a means and not the end. The end, the destination we're all going to is being one with God and being told, well done, good and faithful servant. And my mic is shaking. <laughs> my mic is shaking so much. Um, I think I, maybe I'm the only one that's getting bothered by it. But um, okay, I'm going to leave it because it's making a noise. Anyway, um, I'm going to fix it before the next episode. So what's this that I wanted to say? Um, Oh, I was saying that marriage is not the goal. Marriage is not our destination. Marriage is not even our destiny. 
Uh, marriage is supposed to help us reach our destiny. It's supposed to be a tool that guides us, right? So if, if you are supposed to bake a cake and you do not have that mixing machine, right? And you have a whisk and you have wooden spoons and stuff, are you trying to tell me that you will not be able to make a bomb cake? Of course, it's gonna maybe take more effort because you don't have help um, or the help of that tool. It may take longer to get it done because you're doing it manually and alone and with your own strength. But even if you're not married, you have God. You have God guiding you. You have God um, aiding you, right? God is better than that machine. You know, I don't even know what to liken him to in this scenario. He's, he's the whole kitchen. He's all the tools that are in the kitchen. He is the electricity that's going to make your cake come out. And even if, this is the thing, even if you have that mixing machine, if you don't have an oven, you will never bake a cake. If you don't have electricity, you could have the best oven in the world, but you will never bake a cake. So just because you're married doesn't mean you will reach destiny quicker and it doesn't even mean you will reach destiny better. It just means that you have a tool in your hands, but do you know how to use that tool? right? That's the aim of this series. As God is taking me through these lessons, I'd like to share them with you and I believe he has released me too. Um, it's been a while since I wanted to do this. I wanted to do it in, I think in, was it September or August? August, I did a series on my podcast called Conversations with God. You can go and um, listen to it. It's a 30-day, 31-day prayer challenge that I did. And at that time, I had wanted to do this series. But there's so much I've learned in between August and right now. I'm recording this in October. And between then and now, I've learned so much in such a small space of time that I believe that God was intentionally pausing me so that I could be able to record this at a time when I had a better understanding of what God is saying, right? So um, I think I'm going to record the vows as an introduction to the series so that you hear them all the time when we start every episode, just so that you kind of know what it is that we're talking about and you know the context in which we are talking about everything. It's about five minutes, six minutes now, and I have not started tackling the, the, the sentence at hand. I promise you this was the longest introduction that you will get. Maybe not. I may lie. But anyway, um, so today's, um, I almost say devotional. Today's topic is I, somebody take you, somebody. Um, so let's start with the taking. I don't know if we will tackle the lawful weddedness, um, yet, but yeah, we'll, we'll think about it if we can get through the I and the you. So, yeah, I pray to God that this is really going to be helpful to all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. And I also pray for accuracy. In Jesus' name, amen. If at any point I say anything that is contrary to your theology, I just need to say that please do um, double check it with God and with your leadership and stuff. So I don't want to be speaking anything that's contrary to what God has said to you about your marriage. Um, and what I'm saying is not law. It's just really revelations that I've had to, at this point. I love what somebody said that when you, um, who was it that said it? It was someone important that um, 
when you write what you know now and when you know more you will write more i believe it's the same with um podcasting or speaking you say what you know now and when you know more you say more so um i think it was dr miles monroe i'm not sure but anyway that's that's the premise here i'm only sharing what i know now and when i know more i will share more okay so if you are offended by anything i'm gonna say i apologize um yeah i i also don't want you to see me as a therapist I am a qualified social worker, but I am not speaking from a therapeutic perspective. I'm mainly speaking from what I've experienced, well, not experienced, but from my, the revelations that I've received from God in the past couple of months. Okay. Now that we have that down, you're welcome to have a drink. <laughs> I'm having water in a mug because that was the one thing I could grab the quickest. Um, you can have some tea, some coffee, or a stronger drink. But honestly, like, yo, this is this is going to be a lot. And this is eight minutes in, guys, and I still have not said anything. Um, I'm not going to cut anything I've said up to now. I think it was important. But yeah, so getting to you and I, I believe that I and you, rather, I believe that it's important that the vow starts with I right because usually you find that people would say um no you know you must you, like there's no i in team there's no i in we marriage is not about you it's about y'all you know what i mean and there's a certain truth to that of course there's no i in we okay but <laughs> there's a certain truth to that but it's important for us to start from me right because usually when you are talking about marriage or you are talking about relationships it's usually finding right it's about finding the one being found by the one um it's never about becoming the one it's never about um living as the one or you know waiting as the one like i said you don't deserve marriage anymore or any less because but you you can be you can model oh there's a word pending. Jesus just dropped this in my heart. Because Jesus is the model spouse, you can model Christ, right? You can model Christ in preparation of being someone's partner. But even if you never get wedded on this earth, you will be partnered up with Christ, right? So you preparing yourself to be the model spouse which is in the likeness of christ you are actually preparing yourself to be a living stone in the body of christ you are actually preparing yourself to be the best kind of member you can of the body of christ right for you to be an optimal body part you need to resemble the owner of the body who is jesus so essentially your eye is not um oh i who can cook clean make babies um, make money you know it's not excuse me it's not all of that it's um it's i who is pursuing christ i yes with my traumas who wh which i am working on getting healed from with my misunderstandings which i am working on getting knowledge on with my shortcomings which i am working on growing in with my fine finances which i'm working on growing also but all that i currently am and all that i aim to become and all that i may become i pledge that to you right I'm coming to you with all of me. And this is where the prenup comes in. 
oh you aren't ready i'm not ready for this jesus i'm really not ready for this lord but this is where the prenup comes in you are saying i with all that i have now with all that i am to acquire with all that i am to become i pledge all that to you i am giving myself to you i'm opening myself up i don't even know if you can see my hands i can't actually zoom out um because my phone is like way over there but, but you know like all of me this is literally why sometimes it's mind-boggling for me the whole prenuptial situation because you were saying all of me right this is god's standard this is what i am all that i am is going to be yours not all that i have but all that i am my body is going to belong to you. My time is going to belong to you. I am pledging myself to you, right? That's essentially salvation, you know? It's the same type of submission as when you get saved. To say, God, everything that I am, my thoughts, my money, my time, my friends, my family, my abilities, my inabilities, my shortcomings, my strengths, my wretchedness, my righteousness, everything. I'm bringing before you all of me the good bad and the ugly everything right the pretty the holy I oh I literally think of it in my head as I bring before you KD Dineo and Kucho like I bring before you the Kucho who's gonna be cleaning at home oops okay girl calm yourself down um you know at home my family my mom my parents call me Kucho well, my mom doesn't call me Kucho. <laughs> my family do, my siblings do. So Kucho to me is the domesticated version of me, right? Kucho is the girl that cleans the house, washes the dishes. She's the girl who hates doing laundry, but does it when she has to. That's the girl that you will be marrying, right? But you'll also be marrying Danelle, the educated one, the opinionated one, the debater, the, you know, the strong-headed and strong-willed one. And you'll also be marrying Katie, the professional, the money maker, the talker, the podcaster, the minister of the word of God, the artist. You know, you're going to be marrying all those facets of me. Um, and my phone is ringing. <laughs> so we are back sorry i don't know where we left off ah oh, man i just got such exciting news like this morning one friend confirmed her wedding uh date because our initials getting married and literally right now just like i got another call and then while i was on the call i got a call from another friend confirming her wedding date i have two weddings two weddings this year okay guys See why God is making me talk about marriage vows? Because he knows I will be friended. I will be friended. I will be, I will have befriended married women. And I need to be able to speak marriage niece. <laughs> marriage Marriage niece. Whichever one. You know how when we were growing up, they used to say, don't be friends with people who are single. I think it's because people who are single don't necessarily understand covenant. Um, and I know that sounds really bad, but I mean, you stuck with your family and you have friends um, and you have your covenant with God. And But I think it's different when you have to wake up next to a person every day and, you know, continue in that covenant. I was speaking to a friend this, after, this morning, today, another friend, um, and we were talking about how you know, it's, it's, oh, 
and we'll we'll tackle this more when we talk about for better Woo! okay <laughs> sorry um we'll talk about this a bit more i just kicked the light um we'll talk about this a bit more like i said when we tackle for better or worse that the whole sometimes having to heal from things from pain that is caused by your spouse while you are still with your spouse and still have to love them and withhold all the vows so ain't no joke up in here about marriage y'all but i'm genuinely happy for my friends and i really pray for successful marriages for them i pray for you know like kingdom orientated love and kingdom focused purpose in their marriages and that christ would really be the model and christ would be the goal um yeah i'm so excited i'm really so excited i don't even know where i was but i do know that we're talking about i take you so i, I think i tackled i quite a bit but now going to you um, so the thing with you, um, someone, there's a joke that um, women marry men hoping they will change while men marry women hoping they will never change. But change is inevitable. Um, change is inevitable. However, change can go either way. And I believe that the rest of the vows hang heavily on whether you are ready to take this person for who they are. I always say to my friends, if your spouse to be, or if your boyfriend never changed, if they stayed as they are for the rest of their lives, would you still want to be with them forever? If this is the guy who you'll raise kids with, the same guy today that is inconsistent, the same guy who ghosts you, the same guy who cheats, the same guy who, oh, the same guy that's great. Is this the guy you want to raise kids with? Is this the guy you want to create wealth with? Is this the guy that you want to represent in society? Because whenever you go, you are so-and-so's wife. So is this the person whose identity you are willing to inherit? Is this the person whose vision you are willing to submit to? Because just because you are saying, I do, you will not be changing his vision or his mission. You are rather saying, I do, to the vision and mission he currently has. Should that change, you are saying, I will also accept that. But in essence, who you are marrying is the person they are today. That's the person you will live with tomorrow. That's the person you will probably get pregnant from and have kids with in the next 12 months. That's the person that will be your partner in finances. And we'll talk about that with the lawfully wedded part. But you are taking this person. Like you are saying, if he's a liar, I take your lies. If he's honest, I take your honesty. Even your brutal honesty. I take your, you, I take everything there is about you. Your potential to be bad. Your potential to one day hurt me. I take your potential to make me extremely happy and extremely upset. I take your love for me and your dislike for me. I take your traumas. I take your strengths and your weaknesses. I take all there is to you. I am choosing to take you. And that's where the vows begin. If you don't like the person, don't marry them. If you don't like yourself, don't get married yet. Because you cannot be able to do everything else without getting this part right first. And I have a Bible because I am Christian. I'm Christian, lol. Um, 
and I really feel like I'm literally in the dark. So I'm going to try and make my light look better. Look how big my Bible is. Someone called it the Ark of Noah. You know it's true if it's coming from the Ark. <laughs> but I want us to end off every episode with a, a short scripture and a prayer, right? Um, and no, these are not conversations with God. They're conversations with Katie. So there's going to be a little bit of wretchedness here and there. But I really want us to take it back to the Word of God all the time when we... Um, when we do these episodes and when we do these sessions, I really want to call them counseling sessions, like yeah, counseling with KD. I think I will name that ser the series that instead, like premarital counseling. <laughs> Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's really not for people, only for people who want to get married or whatnot. And sis is not finding the book of romance. She found it. How can you not know where the romance is? <laughs> Kidding. Um, Romans chapter 12. And I mean, this is a scripture that everybody, um, quotes and stuff. I wanted to put my mug under this side so that my bubble doesn't fall. Okay, there we go. This is a scripture that a lot of people quote, so it's very familiar in the church and in the surrounding areas of the church. But it is also a scripture that I feel like we often get mis, like, construed in a sense because i feel like we don't read the scripture in sequence like this scripture for me this chapter every single verse matters i know every single verse of every scripture matters but with romans 12 specifically i feel like you cannot get to verse 2 without verse 1 and you cannot get to verse 3 without verse 1 and 2 and i will read verse 1 2 and 3 right just so that i can give you context but for the sake of this um for the sake of this episode, we are focusing on verse one. Yes. Um, yeah. So verse one reads, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Verse two. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say, to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with Okay, let's go back. Sorry. Um, but so verse three, for, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given you. I'll read verse four as well and five. Just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belonging to the others. I'll leave it at that. Um, 
I want you to read the fullness of the scripture because everything, I feel like everything, even from, even from verse three, where he says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. That's something that you can only do when your mind has been renewed. If your mind has not been renewed, you will be arrogant. You will think that you are the prize. You will think that you are, you know, we've been told that in church, especially as um, young women, if you have never been with nobody in your life, if you've served God, you've went to school, you can cook, clean, make babies, all these things, you are told that you are the prize. You are the thing that whenest somebody findeth thee, he findeth favor with God, you know, and that is the truth, but you ought not to think of yourself more highly than you ought. You should not think of yourself more. High. I love what Paul says in the book of Philippians, I believe chapter two, he says that don't esteem others as higher than yourself. And that's exactly the same meaning as that. Don't think of yourself more important than the other person. You know, the foot and the eye are in the same body. The foot cannot say, I, I don't need eyes. The eye cannot say, I don't need feet. Or, you know, the hands cannot say, I don't need the spleen. What is the spleen for? It's in there for a reason and it's a, a useful part of the body, whether or not you know what it's there for. Okay, so all this to say that in a marriage, two shall become one. But the two need to be fully aware of who they are first. You know, some, someone said two halves don't make a whole. Two holes make, ah, someone said two halves make a mess. You know, because if you are not completely rooted in Christ as a single person, if you are not completely content in Christ, no situation will make you content. If you have not found happiness and are not willing to find it for yourself, you will not find it in marriage. I'm sorry to say that, but as bluntly as I can put it, you will not be any happier in marriage than you are in your single life. In all things, Paul says, I have learned to be content because I can do all things through Christ. So if Christ is not your through, if you think I can do marriage because I have a PhD in psychology, your marriage is going to fall flat on its face because there is no house that is built on anything other than the rock that is Christ that will withstand all the storms and we will get there. But I just want you to to sober your mind in this moment and really allow God, you know, first and foremost, the first thing we need to do is to really surrender our lives to Christ, surrender all ourselves to Christ, because God says it's your reasonable sacrifice. It's not even your outstanding sacrifice. It's not even your, the best you can give God. It's the least you can give God, right? And that's what, like, I believe that's the foundation of any relationship each individual person being rooted in Christ, each individual person being renewed, you know, being transformed by the renewing of their mind through the word. Do you understand? And from there, then you can both build. Then you can both get into a space where you're like, okay, we are both now willing to allow God to change how we think of ourselves. Because if I think of myself correctly, and this even goes the opposite of pride, right? It goes the opposite, the false humility route of, oh, I'm not good enough, or the imposter syndrome that you...
you saw me exhibit in episode one um but it goes even to those things insecurities um fears phobias you know hurts traumas those things are not the accurate depiction of who you are you cannot say you're me I'm so good at cutting people off. You can not say I am so, you can't be proud of what brokenness has introduced you to. I keep on saying to people, there's this saying in South Africa, and that's a saying that was coined on the 9th of, uh, of August in 1956. And it has, it means when you strike the women, you strike a rock right so when women come together they form a solid rock they become strong in their numbers which is something i totally believe in and i totally subscribe to but what it has made to mean in this day and age is watinta umfazi watintimbogot which means strike a woman strike a rock so we've been taught we need to be the strong independent especially if you're a black woman you know what i mean and that's not biblical we cannot allow trauma to redefine us we need to be rooted in god and be defined by God and therefore allow God to define us. If it's a wrong thing, if it is, whether it is a humble lie or an arrogant truth, it's wrong. You need to think of yourself with a sober mind and according, uh, come on Uncle Paul, according to your faith in God. So, and even the, the last line of the vows, the last two lines says, according to God's holy ordinance, and there too, oh, sorry, I pledge guys. to my thee phone my rang while I was recording and listen so to how horrible my voice sounds now. I don't know about but the people who don't believe my phone God. rang while I was recording and the clip of vibe. the outro but I'm only um, say just literally went mute. But in essence, what I'm saying is that and if, if we, we remove cannot, God from marriage, we literally we missing it all up. And y'all, I will be taking you on this journey on how God has really been speaking to me on how he should remain the same of our marriages so i'll see you on the next one please don't forget to like comment share and subscribe subscribe okay but most importantly please share i'll see you on the next one love you bye Thank you.